This is Our Point with Zach and Carmen. Good morning. Good morning. I, I sound like I have a frog in my throat, but mm. it was because the scary Zoom lady yelled at me. <laughs> Carmen, I am so sick of this rain. I, I, yeah. Although to, I feel like this is like generally crappy May weather. I don't to know. All of those people, AKA your sister who tell me that summer quote unquote is better and do not get into the technically this is spring bullshit. We all know that we start counting summer starting now. It sucks. It ain't good. Yeah, but technically it is spring. Like you're not going to get summer weather this early. Well, sure. But then those same people that bitch about winter, uh, winter doesn't start till December. So don't be bitching about winter mm, in November fair. then. All right. It's fair. It's a fair point. Um, I also yeah. don't like fall. There are pe- there are fall people out there, and I'm not one of those people either. I like fall in September. <laughs> <laughs> September still summer. I know, but it's still summer. <laughs> um, do you want to hear my story about my rental car? Yes. Good answer. Good answer, Carmen. Um, so for those on the pod that don't know, well, which I assume a lot of them, I backed Michael's car into a trailer. <laughs> And got got a big old dent in it. So after dealing with his disappointment, I had to take the car in to get fixed, right? So I took it in on Tuesday to get fixed. So obviously we get a rental car for the time that it's in the shop. So Enterprise shows up with my rental car. They're on site and it's like a Toyota 4Runner, whatever. It's fine. It's fine. I I sit inside of it, and it immediately reeks of weed. Like, just Mm. super, super bad. But I'm not at a dealer, or I'm not at the lot, and there's not a ton. It's not like there's another vehicle here available to me. Um, Sure. And the Enterprise guy gets in the car with me, so I'm like, clearly he can smell that this (laughs) doesn't smell good, right? No, we just both ignore that this mm. has happened. So then I'm like, uh, okay, I can probably get past the smell, roll on the windows a little bit. I'll probably go away. Not the worst deal. Like, let me just get on with my life. So <laughs> later on, on, on Tuesday, um, I was going to go play bingo and have drinks and contemplate and, you know, play on that. Like, Oh, should I lift home or should I drive home line? Right. Cause you don't know how many drinks I'm going to have at bingo or whatnot. Mm-hmm. but I was still gonna like probably just just chance it um so I was doing my customary well then we should make sure that this new vehicle you have doesn't have a tail light out because yeah. can't be getting pulled over for some willy-nilly shit don't break the law when you're breaking the law don't break the law when you're gonna break the law that's how dedicated I was so um, smart so I'm looking around the car blah blah, blah not good here the fucking tabs are expired on it from march so not only was i driving around in a car that smelled like weed then the tabs were expired poor little three beer zach would have gotten pulled over smelled like weed had expired tabs not great so then yesterday i go to i go to call enterprise on tuesday they're obviously closed so i why are they obviously closed on a tuesday well, because like those independent little things, locations are closed at like six or something like that. They're oh, not gotcha. open. Like the big airport one is, but the little guys are not. So I call, I call, they didn't answer. So then I in the morning and they're like, oh yeah, you can come in and, and swap it out. I'm like, good. <laughs> so first off I get there and then they're like, well, it is licensed. It's just hard to get the stickers on them. It, like it takes a long time to get the stickers. And I was like, does it? Because uh, no, because I um, ordered my tabs and they showed up in the mail two weeks later, like the actual physical ones. I mean, I'm pretty sure that's like a pretty big part of their business to make sure their vehicles are properly from March. They're like, it takes a long time for them to get <laughs> yes. here from March. Yes. No. And anyways, I was like, mm-hmm. they're like, it is right. Re- it is licensed. I was like, sure. The cop isn't going to like exactly like 
I mean, they shoot people for this shit. So, um, anyways, they're like, well, we basically have no cars besides this little teeny smart vehicle that I couldn't even fit the two dogs in. And I was like, well, that's not going to work. First off, also my insurance pays for like a huge car. So I going to get my big, my big vehicle. And they're like, well, you can go to Eden Prairie. I was like, okay. So I get to Eden Prairie and then they don't have anything besides a truck like this ugly white Dodge Ram truck. I was like, if this is my only option, fine. I will take it to get rid of because if they had the stickers, they didn't even offer to throw the stickers on the car on the Toyota 4Runner. So and you don't have to take them off. You can just put them on on top. Yeah, they didn't have new ones to put on is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyways, then I got this truck and now the truck is fine, except <laughs> that it's very much a base model truck. And it doesn't have all of the things that I want it to have. So I called those fuckers again and I'm like, I don't like this truck that I swapped out for. I want another one. So they're supposed to be calling me this morning to get me another vehicle, but this is the second time Enterprise has done this to me with tabs on the car because I was in Savannah. Michael and I were in Savannah and we got a very nice rental car and I was parking it and I got out and I noticed the back license plate. Something seemed off to me. Come to find out the front license plate was a Virginia license plate with current tabs and the back license plate was a South Carolina license plate with expired tabs. So Enterprise needs to get their shit together. Hmm. But just how so you long know, are you going to have this rental vehicle that you're going to get another one? Well, funny you ask. So then I, because <laughs> initially I was like, I'm just going to call the airport because they have to have 10 times more vehicles than all these little teeny dudes. For sure. Well, when you call the airport one, you get like sent off to call center hell. And I, the guy was like, I need a pickup date and a return date for your reservation. And I was like, I have no idea when my return date is like, it is open-ended. So I don't know it's insurance. And he like, I broke his little computer brain and he could not function. And eventually he was like, Thank you for calling Enterprise. Enterprise, hope you have a good day and hung up on me. So, <laughs> yeah, so that's when I went back to calling the little teeny local shops. But I broke the poor dude's brain. I was like, I don't have a return date. I'm not giving you a return date. <laughs> Thank you for calling Enterprise. Have a good day. Click. Um, I don't know. The car fixer place said like seven business days. I think you'd like a truck. Like you could do so many, you could do so many projects. I just don't have, I just don't, I just don't have projects. Like I can, I can do all the projects I need with a truck with a little four cylinder, four door car. I can strap shit to the the roof. The, I I can do it all. I don't don't need a truck right now at the moment. And Mm. it's not that I dislike the truck. I don't like the truck with none of the bells and whistles. Sure. So, well, this is a predicament that you it, found it, yourself in. It is a predicament, but don't think I'm not going to drive to every single rent enterprise location. Well, I, I, of course, I would. I would not to you. rectify this to the point where I'll probably <laughs> not get a new car until the day I have to return it. But I did ask the little car people why, um, you know, they they price out how much labor it's going to take to do your vehicle. Mm-hmm. And the number of hours that it quote unquote takes to do the vehicle is basically 20 hours, right? Is how much they charge for labor. Okay. So I asked why they needed my vehicle for seven days. If it was only going to take 20 or two days of work to do it. And that also they have to get like parts in and stuff. Yeah. But I was like, can't you just get that all in? And then I show up once everything's mm. in there. Good point. Good point. But they also didn't like that question. So <laughs> I, I apparently need to back off because people are not appreciating me. So You're just out here asking the tough questions. I know I'm Angela Kennedy. Basically. 
Yeah, yes. I am out here investigating. But I don't oh, know. Oh, well, best of luck to you. Well, must be some dangerous person outside. The dogs are on it. You have any fun stories that the pointers need to hear? Uh, I went to Rapid City for work over on Monday and Tuesday. So that was on an like explore Rapid City trip. <clears throat> Not even like a. it was like to discover Rapid. Right? It was. It was. It was. It was literally booked by the Visit Rapid City people. And so I played tourist, basically. And it was it was really fun. They uh, set us up in a nice hotel and gave us a little gift bag. And I love free stuff. So even though it was mostly guidebooks about Rapid City, I also got a pin, mm-hmm. which I love, and a cute notebook, which is awesome. And then I got to go visit some friends at Prairie Berry, and I went to Crazy Horse for the first time and got to eat fish tacos and then um you know the blind lion the little speakeasy underneath murphy's did you ever make it down there yes so i I never made it down there and the um we got the server at murphy's to give us a tour of that which was really fun so you just got a tour you still didn't get to go down and like drink down there which would make you a little heart happy it yes it would have um but it was monday nights they were closed (sighs) lots of things were closed prairie berry was closed Firehouse was closed on the Hill City side. The Cappuccino Cabin, which is the best. They make the best breakfast burritos. They were closed. So that oh. was a bummer. And then the um, one of the Visit Rapid City people picked us up at our hotel room and they were going to give us a windshield tour of all the urban hiking in Rapid City, which I, you will not be surprised to learn, knew nothing about. Mm, I do love that. And she was like, okay, we're going to go to M Hill and then we're going to go over here and then we're going to go over here. And I was like, could you just tell me in relation like to breweries where all these things are? Because then I can kind of orient myself to <laughs> the landscape of Rapid City. I'm sure they loved you too. Yeah. And then, so we got in the car and the woman goes, you know, masks are up to you. It's totally optional, whatever you're comfortable with. And obviously it's like the end of May and we have plenty of vaccine availability and so i just assumed she was saying that like to be polite but that we were all vaccinated and i was like oh are you vaccinated and she looks at me and she's like i could wear my mask if you want and i was like oh well and then she looked at me and i was like so is that a no and then she's (laughs) like i can wear my mask and i was like i'll wear my mask in this small car where we like where i'm held captive because you're driving me around yes but you do know that you're vaccinated so she can't she's not going to get you sick right she could it's not a hundred percent effective that's what dr fauci says pfizer is not a hundred percent effective like you can still get killing you it is right well yes from killing me i also (laughs) don't like to be sick like why i don't mind wearing a mask and if this lady is gonna try and like sure i'm vaccinated but what if someone isn't like what if someone is pregnant and they're waiting for their second trimester like what if somebody is has allergies and literally has to yeah i'm just saying you're not going to be the person that they die reason they die point is (laughs) i uh Gave her a look and then put my mask on and I wore my mask for the entire windshield tour. Wow. That's impressive. I have have found newfound joy in um, because now we can have our masks off in places here in the cities unless you're in Minneapolis or St. Paul Um, and all the targets that you do it and yada, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. So my new favorite thing is to not have my mask on. And to have people like now I see if people have their mask on, I automatically think that you're now the new idiot. Mm. That's a big that isn't getting vaccinated. Big source of contention for the masked people. Like, because do I don't die? Yeah, because now I'm very much like, oh, you're a Trumper. You are an anti-vaxxer and I don't like you because if you're following the science and you're following what the people say, they very much say get vaccinated. You don't need to wear your mask. So. Now I'm saying if I get that you might feel crazy about it, but 
if we were supposed to follow the science for the last 18 months and doing it now. Yes. Um, but my point is it, the science says if you're vaccinated, you don't have to. And if you're not vaccinated, you still need to. Sure. But and every like people lie. If Dr. House taught us anything, it's that it's never lupus and people lie. Well, I mean, I'm not saying the honor system is a, a good vehicle for success, but if you are a person that did get vaccinated, then I my own personal responsibility is I am fine. Yes. So even yes. if somebody who is not vaccinated has their mask off and is lying, it actually doesn't affect me because I am vaccinated and it, it doesn't matter to me. So the reason I'm able to take my mask off is because I'm not going to get other people sick. But so if you are a person that's in target and you have your mask off and you're lying, well, you're the only person that's going to actually face the consequences right. of being sick. And I'm not going to be the person that got you sick, at least from COVID. So sorry. I mean, they, they've been dumb from the get go, so I'm not going to save them now, but I do enjoy taking my mask off. And then now being like, oh, I, I have my card. Here's my picture on my card. I'm very good to go. <laughs> Follow the science. Um, but I do love now looking at people with masks and being like, hmm, are you an anti-vaxxer? But that's something like you mentioned in the person in the car is something that we, I think we're going to continue to do because I'm also going to call people out and ask them if they've been vaccinated or not. But there was this... Um, article in the New York times magazine that the, the headline caught my attention. Um, and it's titled, is it okay to ask healthcare providers if they're vaccinated by Kwame Anthony Oppie? And so, um, what this article talked about, and I don't know if this was actually a full blown. Yes, it is a story. So this person went to their chiropractor um, but this is like an advice column. Um, about it is an advice column, but I think that it was like based actual, on ethics, but it's something that actually happened. Right. That's oh, my yeah. Assumption. No, I totally. But that's just kind of yep. the setup. Yep. Because it's an editorial. Um, so opinion piece. So anyways, the person went to the chiropractor and was taking their mask off and yada, yada, yada. They eventually got around because, of course, you're in a chiropractor's office, you're close quarters or whatever. And the person, the patient asked the chiropractor if they were vaccinated. Well, the chiropractor was like, uh, no. And it goes on to talk about the reality that lots of chiropractors are anti-vax people in general. Um, and it comes from the fact that they're a little bit kooky to begin with because the. Well, and it has to do with their founder. Yeah, their founder. And literally thought that a doctor like talked to him in his came to him in a vision to tell him how to do chiropractor. So very much like the Mormon church. Um, <laughs> but uh, then after this patient asked the chiropractor, if they were vaccinated and the chiropractor said no, because, you know, of course they're healthy and they don't believe in vaccinations. Um, the patient was appalled, but the chiropractor came out and was like, Please don't tell anybody that I'm she called and said she would not be coming back because yes. they weren't vaccinated. And then he called back and was like, please do not tell other people that I am not vaccinated. And so the request into the New York Times really is like, is it ethical to ask these people these questions? And do they have a response? Like, should she tell other people? Should she keep it to herself? Um, and at the end of the story, the article very much is like, yes, it's a hundred percent ethical and you're right as a patient to ask your provider these questions, right? At the end of the day, they still are providing you a service and you need to feel comfortable with the service they're providing. Um, so if they, you're not held by any like patient provider things where you can't tell people that this person isn't vaccinated, like for sure, yeah, there's yeah, nothing yeah. that says you can't do that. And basically screw off chiropractor that is not following medical advice as a quote unquote doctor. Um, and so the most part of the story is I find it very, very fascinating that this is going to be a thing that continues to happen within the medical community because 
yes, chiropractors are historically anti-vaxxers. They don't get the flu shots. They don't get lots of shots. We all know chiropractors that refuse to vaccinate their children. Um, so, I mean, take it for what it's worth. I think you should probably ask your providers, both medical and chiropractors, dentists, whether or not they've been vaccinated or not, because totally. Um, totally. it's, it's a place we're at, but you know, I find it fascinating that these medical professionals who know better, because I know some nurses that refuse to get vaccinated. Um, and these people are endangering, endangering people. It might not be you as the patient, but they see people with cancer. They see elderly people. They see people with immunocompromised diseases. And these people are risky. And totally. so they need to be, they need to be found. Well, and I really appreciate, you know, the, the, the person who's answering the question, um, talks about how getting vaccinated, um, is more than a good idea. It's something we owe one another. Like it is a civic responsibility like voting, like your one vote, like, yeah, you're going to vote for you and your own personal interests. But when we all vote together, that is like how we are part of a community. And it goes on to say that the CDC's at ease guidance is predicated on the unvaccinated's maintaining proper diligence and how an unvaccinated healthcare worker caused an outbreak in a Kentucky nursing facility this March. And the residents who were vaccinated enjoyed a relatively high level of protection, but 18 of them became infected. So 18 people who were vaccinated became infected and one died because of one unvaccinated healthcare worker. Mm-hmm. So if you are like it, the, it says the chiropractor and his assistant were wearing masks. And so if you're vaccinated and if people are in masks and you're in, you know, maybe you have proper ventilation in your room or whatever, um, best of luck to you. But I just feel like um, it is my, it is up to me to protect me. Yeah, which is why I'm vaccinated and I will be wearing a mask in high V for a little bit more. Yeah. I mean, they said at the end, it says, assuming that, you know, the, the woman who was getting an adjustment was observing the proper protocols, the risks to her were very, very low and they would have been even lower if she would have been vaccinated herself. But it goes on to say, in short, I don't think you had a serious reason to worry. I do think you had a right to ask. You're entitled to assess what risks you're willing to take and her vaccination status is relevant to that assessment. So do what you're comfortable with, but I mean, I don't, I don't think it's against the rules to ask these questions anymore. No, I, and I also, um, that was one of the things I was really interested in because the reason we went out to rapid city is because we're having a conference out there and you know, like rapid city, um, so full of freedom, um, that I was really curious on like what the hotel staff was going to be like, and like, are we going to have a buffet staffed by unmasked folks? Um, and you are not going to know the vaccination status of everyone. Are you going to ask all of your attendees whether or not they're vaccinated? Uh, we are going to, I am going to write something in the, uh, program about uh, some kind of COVID something. We are not asking every um, every person attending. Uh, yeah, so I mean, I do think this is going to come up again and again. I mean, I left my chiropractor last year because they were not wearing masks and were not, they were being really lackadaisical really early on. And so um, I didn't make a big deal out of it. I just stopped going. And then when I called, um, around that was like, I asked the person who answered the phone, like, what are your COVID protocols? Are you masking? What is Mm -hmm. this? What is that? Um, so I will also now ask if they've been vaccinated when I go back. Yeah, you will. And I like them. So I really hope so. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's funny. Time for more coffee. Sure. Are you going to do your article or are you going to skip that? Oh yeah. I forgot. I talked so much during this one. I felt like it was mine. Oh. <laughs> well, uh, I edit that long pause out. <laughs> <laughs> Carmen's not, <laughs> Carmen's not on it. Casually sipping my coffee. Boop, boop. 
Hey. Uh, so I found an article on NPR. Oh, goodness. Alabama will now allow yoga in its public schools, parenthesis, but students can't say namaste. By Bill Was Shepard. yoga not allowed in school before this? No. Okay. Uh, so uh, it there was a ban on yoga in public schools for nearly 30 years. What? Uh, and Christian conservatives <laughs> who backed the ban to this day uh, in 2021 said that um, yoga would open the door for people to be converted to Hinduism. Um, so the new law allows yoga to be offered as an elective for K through 12. It erases the ban that over the years, um, some schools had not even realized existed, uh, but it imposes restrictions on how yoga should be taught, including you cannot say namaste. This is a fucking state law. Oh, so I was like, why do these people have so much time on their hands? And for meditation shit? is not allowed, even though like meditation like the health benefits of meditation are fucking fact, but whatever. But, but why? So why the bill goes on to say chanting mantras, mudras, mandalas, hypnotic states, guided imagery, and namaste greetings shall be expressly prohibited. And it requires that English names be used for all poses and exercises. And you need a parent's permission slip. Who, what, Un- how much time do these people have? Ridiculous. It took um, over a year to get the um, ban lifted and it got its final approval on the last day of session. Like, okay, so I have, t- I have two immediate questions. <laughs> and I'm sure you have more to talk about, but do. Was it banned because they immediately think that if you do yoga, it's going to turn their kids into a liberal? And no, it's um, about religion. I guess they um, it's the pro pro yoga legislation um, was opposed by conservative groups. Um, of course, Philip Shapley is in there. And um yeah, so Eagle Forum, and which we also have in South Dakota. Uh, yoga is a practice of a Hindu religion. Um, religious practice in schools, religious practice in the school's constitution constitutes a violation of establishment of the First Amendment, um, that they cannot promote the practice or ideology of religion, except in South Dakota, we have to have in God we trust in all of our schools. Um, anyway, each yoga pose was designed not as an exercise, but to be offering a worship to Hindu gods. And then the Universal Society of Hinduism is like, what? Um, that's I the lo- dumbest thing we've ever heard. I love, I love their excuse for why they can't have yoga because of, you know, religious practice in school. But I imagine these same schools have Christmas parties or decorate their schools for Christmas. Like, this is just so asinine. But then also I want to know, like, who and why is the lobbyist or who is the legislator that is dying on the hill to, like, reinstate yoga in school? Uh, well, I'll tell you. Uh, his He's a Democrat. <laughs> of course rep, he is. Of course he is. State Rep. Jeremy Gray. Um, oh, so he played college football at North Carolina State University. And um, he just went on to say, like, studies have shown that yoga helps children cope with daily stressors, flexibility, strength, and concentration. Um, And he points out that his own practice never stopped him from going to his Baptist church. And also in sports love in Alabama, the state's Mm. elite football programs have long embraced yoga. And so he was like, it is it is an exercise. It is like, oh, it's just, and so the article ends with, um, according to veteran state house reporter, Brian Lyman of the Montgomery advertiser, um, the yoga band's demise represents the end of quote, one of the stupidest moral panics in Alabama history, (laughs) which is really saying a lot quote that that is really funny um 
I just, I just can't, I can't it's a lot. It, that it's a lot. that tweet from Brian Lyman, which is great where he says this quote, but he also like includes a clipping from like, obviously when this initially passed and I said, most parents are unaware of what goes on in our, in our classrooms said Kathy Andrews, which I hope Kathy is still alive. A Birmingham parent who spoke on behalf of the cons proposal. She told of a relaxation tape her child brought home from her Mountain Brook school that made one boy visibly high. Like, how dumb are these people? Who needs weed? Who when needs you weed? Have you can just do yoga. Tape? Uh, again, the amount of time that gets spent on the world's dumbest legislation never ceases to amaze me. Can't can't do anything maybe they should also like try and increase like recess time for these children or not cut all the arts out of their school i was like maybe and we could have some arts yeah sure i mean we can do yoga and that but (laughs) woof 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 all right now you can get coffee okay guys phew in years past i love to get on the youtube and go down the viral video black hole and I don't think there was a video that was quite as funny at the time as the Charlie <laughs> bit me video. Remember that one? I don't. I read this article. You don't remember the Charlie bit me? Oh my gosh. No. Apparently I need to send it to you so you can watch it before but it disappears. The video was posted in 2007 and there was an article in CBS news titled viral Charlie bit my finger video will be taken off YouTube after NFT sells it for 760000 by Sophie Lewis. And so that video was posted in 2007. And for those who don't know, you need to try and go find this now. But it's like two little teeny brothers. And like the older brother who, I don't know, let's say is four, is holding his one-year-old brother and sticks his finger in his mouth. And the one-year-old like chomps down on it with his new teeth and like won't let go of his finger. And the older brother just continues to say, Charlie bit me. Ow, Charlie. Ow, Charlie, that hurts. Charlie bit me as the kid's finger is still stuck in his mouth. So anyways, super funny. It (laughs) has gotten over 880 million views on YouTube since it was first um, posted. And it's a 55 second clip. But anyways, this. NFT, which I am not sure what NFT stands it's for. It's non-fungible token. Um, oh, so you, it's a digital ledger. Like, no, um, it's a, it's like fake money um, stored on blockchain. <laughs> Look so at it's, you. it's, it's all fake. It's all, it's all, but fake. It's, it's all, but I mean, like that is $761,000 of real money. Yes. So the family is selling the clip to this nft which i think basically makes it like a public access video so we can all utilize it right because i thought i saw that it can now be used for no i, um, I don't i don't isn't that what it is um because the somebody owns it now so the anonymous buyer is now the sole owner of this piece of internet oh, history and they can make memes and other stuff with it and sell it yes. on sell it on clothes which it's it's old now. This video is very, very old, but the family is going to make $760,000 and they were saying, hopefully now it can be used for, you know, the kids of schools, education, yada, yada, yada. Um, yes, there's other ones, but now this anonymous buyer uh, is a sole inter- owner of internet history and they will able to be, to create more content surrounding it um, is what the auction page said. Um they will have the opportunity to create their own parodies of the video, including the other stars. They can create t-shirts and all kinds of stuff and license it. But apparently these viral vid- videos, I didn't know that you could like, that people would buy them from you, I guess. You, I thought you just put it on YouTube and away it went. But they, like all of those people from America's Funniest Home Videos could be selling there. This is fascinating. So the... The article ends mm-hmm. that, um, so the meme, the famous, it's a famous disaster girl meme mm-hmm. where the child is like looking at the camera and the house burns behind her. Like <laughs> yes. um, that sold as an NFT for about $425,000 on 
unbelievable. Yes, and they were saying that this NFT where people are buying these pieces of quote unquote internet art basically um has really taken off and somebody sold a piece of digital art through Christie's the auction house for 69 mm-hmm. million dollars. I want to know what the hell that was. What are you buying it, off the it internet? It was on CBS this morning one day um because that's what? when I was like I don't understand. I don't understand digital art. I don't understand digital art at all but I think it's fascinating that after all of these years, this video can be sold. Like if they would have sold it 10 years ago, would they have gotten a bunch more money or is it worth more now? Because it's like nostalgic. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know, but $760,000 for your parents uploading a dumb video of you and your brother is pretty good. It's true. Pretty good. We need to, we need to get oh. on that. Did Dennis and Gail have any old videos that they, you guys could go through to see where they video camera people? We had a video camera, but I, like I borrowed it when I went to college. So I don't know how like young we were when we got it. Oh, well, the only reason I, I know that is I borrowed it to take when we went on a school trip to California and I lugged that bitch around the whole time. And I think I, I took no videos, one video. That's probably true. I know this because we thought it would be fun during must have been Christmas to pull up some old family videos because we used to have a bunch of it right where it would show up or we would mm-hmm. record every single like cr- gift opening at Christmas and which I bet it's real boring to go back. I'm to sure watch. it's great. But so we lugged up all of these VHSs to like try and figure it out. And of course, the only ones we could find beyond my parents' wedding tape was the most embarrassing video of myself in like a fourth grade, fifth grade play. Amazing. Where I like wandered around the gym playing Prince Charming looking for Sleeping Beauty. And it it is so embarrassing. And of course, because it was the only tape we had available, we had to watch it and like make fun of Zach as he (laughs) walks around. So like the grand plan actually backfired on me, um, which I should have known because clearly I was the kid, the oldest kid that the only one that would actually have video content from when they were lugging this camera around. But some of this needs to stay in the depths of the basement for a much longer time than it did. <laughs> it's not great. Well, it's when you great. run for office, that's going to be make you very relatable. It's going to make me very relatable. They're going to know I'm gay for sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Any uh, other sports updates over there? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, um, found this last week and was like, this is going to be a great sports article. (laughs) It's from Salon, where all good sports reporting happens. Yes, in the Salon. Simone Biles should be praised, not punished, for achieving a feat that was deemed impossible. Oh, tell me more. Kylie Chung. Who's punishing her? The gymnastic judges. (gasps) Oh, no. Super. Yeah, so did you see this? Did you see her do the crazy vault well i've seen a couple of them but but this is like the crazy vault this is like to be fair i feel like the craziest vault versus like a normal vault looks basically the same to me i'm kind of amazed that anybody can do any of this stuff so i couldn't tell you the difference between like a 7-0 vault and a 9.8 vault so anyways continue moral of the story so she um Performed a new move at the U.S. Classic, which is called a Yurchenko Double Pike. And uh, it is so perilous and challenging <laughs> that no other woman has attempted it in competition. And it is unlikely that any woman in the world is even training to give it a try. Uh, and the article talks about how Simone Biles is an Olympic gold medalist and widely recognized as the greatest gymnast in the world. And as she's done this never been done before move, it's a well-earned reputation. However, 
the undervaluation of Biles' performance by judges is bringing attention to yet again how the athlete has repeatedly been punished rather than rewarded for her greatness. And do you want to know why, Zach? Do you want to know why? Yes, I, I do. I do want to know why. She's a lady. <laughs> okay. And she's black. Okay. So they, the judges gave her amazing vault, um, a provisional score of 6.6, like similar to other scores for other vaults without any additional points for acknowledgement of the near impossibility. And this has happened to her in other routines through the years as she does moves that no other female gymnasts have attempted or completed. Um, if you know anything about gymnastics, scoring and judging, it's based on execution and difficulty. However, she has been um, undervalued and they have rationale saying that there are safety risks for other gymnasts who aren't able to com complete the moves that she does. And if they reward her with high scores, then other gymnasts are motivated to try them. Which I don't understand the problem with that, I guess. Hmm. Um, okay. And they're also saying her talent is unfair to other gymnasts. Um, but when Michael Phelps has won more medals than anyone else, he is beloved as the greatest swimmer in our time. Um, okay. So two two things, Salon and Carmen Sports Reporter. So I don't know gymnics, gymnast, gymnastic scoring, but what I do know is gymnastic scoring and diving scoring are very, very similar. And okay. I know, I know how diving scoring works, which is basically the exact same way. And so a lot of these judges, I mean, you have to score immediately, right? Like you don't take five years to score a routine, right? Like you have to give your, I mean, you have like a under a minute to like, do your number scoring, right? And all of the scores are based off of, like you said, other other things, right? So if you do something that has never been seen before, what is the judge supposed to score off of? And I'm not never saying that- Never been seen by, from a woman. Like it's obviously named after the dude who did it. Sure. So, but if you're not used to scoring it, so how are you supposed to score immediately in the thing? Okay. So I think that that's a problem that they have. And so maybe it would be one of those things that if you're going to do something crazy like this, I'd be curious to know if her coach is telling the judges, we're going to attempt this move. You should know how to score this move. I'd be, maybe they do that. I don't know, but I, I would just be assumed like if you are a judge and you are not expected, you don't know that this move's coming up. How are you supposed to just assume, you know, how to judge it? If you're used to judging female gymnastics as opposed to male gymnastics, there are, it is a different scoring mechanism. So maybe you well, should let, her, the, let me know. It's based on moves. So like you're going to score X amount for one pike. So you're going to score better for two pikes. Well, and, and she's also not being denied because she also is winning all of the medals. So there's a little dramatic, like she didn't get the score that she wanted, which the judging is subjective, but she is getting all the fucking medals. So like comparing her to Michael Phelps, it's like, well, Michael Phelps is in a sport where it is driven by computers. Like he is, there is no judging in a Michael Phelps. Like it is literally whoever touches the pad first wins. So like it's a little bit of an apples to, I don't know, pear tree example. Um, because you dive in, you swim, you're running against a clock. So when you touch it, you're done. There is no, it is not subjective, but um, she is still winning everything. So I guess I'm confused by the outrage. Oh, no. So the article <laughs> goes on to say that um, she, as a young black woman, is being punished and subjected to undeniably racist and sexist double standards for her greatness. And then it, uh, the article talks about another black athlete, uh, Castor Semenya a South African two-time Olympian champion runner who was literally barred from competing in women's sports unless she agreed to take medication to lower her naturally higher levels of testosterone. So like uh, everyone I think knows about Michael Phelps and how his like body is um, just 
really great for swimming. Like the, his feet have like, they're floppier, like, you know, like everyone's seen that uh, diagram about Michael Phelps's body, but his body produces half of the amount of lactic acid as the average person, which decreases fatigue and sharply increases his recovery time. So they're not making Michael Phelps somehow take more lactic acid so he can compete at the same level as everyone else that just is fucking lucky for him that he found the right place for him to be whereas this other woman um has to lower what makes her naturally special and amazing in her competition and it just talks about black athletes or black women athletes work hard and go above and beyond and they're treated with suspicion and um it sucks but biles is like they're both like the the score was too low and they know it but whatever that's on them like that's not on me she had um a really good attitude about it and she at the end tweeted I'm sorry, but I can't believe I completed a double pike on vault. Yeah. I mean, I think that's how that works with the subjective judging, right? Like they messed the score up and it goes on forever that they acknowledge that they, they scored that poorly. I mean, that, that happens. But all then they the time. also try and justify it by saying like, but we don't, it wouldn't be fair and we don't want other people to try this because it's dangerous. So they're not that sorry about it. Well, the sport does have the ability to like, if things are risky to not encourage it, like that's a, that's a thing that can happen. Sure. You can, but I mean, you cannot encourage, you can score it appropriately and then say like, but if it's a move do they it. don't want you to do, they can score it poorly. Sure. I mean, yes. I don't think there's anything wrong with her doing these moves, but like she is still <laughs> like the greatest gymnast of all time and is doing all of these, getting all of these medals. Um, I, I don't feel bad for her for not getting what she wants all of the time. Um, and I also don't approve. We feel bad for her for being subjected to racism and misogyny. Sure. If we can prove that that's what was happening. Sure. Um, I feel like I just did. No, no. You gave an opinion piece, (laughs) (laughs) but that's fine. That's why it's our point. Um, I do. (laughs) I will tell you, and I don't like this when the male basketball players do it, but have you seen that she's like walking around with goat on her, on her leotard? Oh, I did not see that. Is there a picture of it? Not great. Not great. Um, but when you are the best, you can be the best, but <sighs> like a little arrogant, but that's fine. The dudes have gotten to do it for, for years. So yes, yes. If we have to listen to everybody call Tom Brady the goat over and over and over. Yes, again. but at least Tom Brady isn't walking around with goat on the side of his helmet. I mean, if he if I don't think is, you I would, would know about it. <laughs> no, me neither. That isn't a, that's not on your sports radar. I mean, not yet, but <laughs> uh, any parting thoughts over there? Uh, happy birthday, Michael. Oh, yes. Michael's birthday was yesterday. I was saying how unfair it is that he, he gets such a long, he got such a long birthday this year because it started, you know, like eight hours before, yeah, eight hours before everybody. And then everybody gave him birthday kudos for another 20 he got a long birthday it was pretty good this year that's awesome i mean he is stuck over in the desert where it's 110 so i guess we can give him a few extra hours of his birthday it's only Um, my parting thought is today the the friends reunion is out on hbo max and i am so excited that i might actually watch it during work here this morning Mm -hmm. and by Mm -hmm. i may i'm going to um (laughs) So I'm very excited about it. I'm, I'm I'm sure we'll report back about it following, but I'm so excited. I'm so excited to see if Matthew Perry was drunk during, because that's what all of the internet's saying, Carmen. Yeah, and the internet pointed out a lot of slurred speech, and I guess I didn't interpret it as drunk. I interpreted it as like increased dementia due to well there was a lot of people that were like he probably he might not have actually been like high or drunk on but this is like 
the ramifications for years of hard mm-hmm. like chemical dependency and i saw more articles from uh, or people talking about that from people who have witnessed or been around people who have been alcoholics or done a lot of drugs that this is just they might be clean but this is just now what they're like because it it killed too many brain cells so we'll see we'll see what what happens but i'm sure i'm sure there'll be more i'm sure there will be um any fun memorial day plans oh my gosh yes so work just announced on tuesday that i will be working from home forever this is what you have wanted your entire life my entire life oh everybody i am so excited (laughs) so i am going to uh, i have two rooms in the the little half story at the top of my house and i am going to flip-flop them and move my office to um the uh east side Mm -hmm. and my bedroom to the west side Mm. which i think which i've had before but I think is going to solve several temperature and lighting problems that I've been having. So the, the next time we record, it will be in a different studio. Oh, I love new studios. I know. Uh, that's exciting. What about you? What are you doing? I have no idea. I'm sure my parents are going to take me to prison camp and make me do something because of course, Memorial Day weekend is going to be cold and miserable. You should come here. That does not sound more fun. I would just have to do more lifting things. Everywhere yes, but, I go is prison camp. But I drink more than your parents. And I don't know if that's a selling feature. Well, it's more fun. Again, I don't know if that's a selling feature because more fun is a selling feature. Except for the next day, every time I'm with you, I feel like I have been put through the ringer because I basically hang out with Matthew Perry and then I have to try and recover and become functioning again. So not all of us have you can't hold your liquor. Not all of us have the tolerance that some people do. Um, It doesn't. Nothing sounds great. I have no good options. Did you put your hot tub up yet? No, because all it does is rain. (laughs) (laughs) It's not fair. Oh, the woes. The woes. Poor Zach. Poor Zach. All right. I'll chat with you later. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Our Point. Stay up to date and for links of the articles that we discussed in this podcast, join us on Facebook and Twitter at Our Point Podcast. If you have articles that you would like us to discuss, feel free to tag us on Facebook or Twitter, or you can also email us at ourpointpodcast at gmail.com.